<laughs> Go ahead, count them down, Deb. We are live. Hello, everybody. It's Skip Clark, Deb Lamphere, and of course, our guest tonight. You may recognize him from season 13 of The Voice, and he was uh, Team Adam. And I want you all to say hi to Dylan Gerard. Dylan, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm all right. I'm all right. Cool. Where about describe your surroundings? Where are you? Um, I am in Jacksonville, Florida right now. Um, kind of out by the beach. Uh, um, yeah, so that's, that's where I am. I mean, I, I didn't go to the beach today or anything. I was, uh, I was up on my sister's roof working, trying to fix some stuff for her, but, uh, Dude, it's not the day to be on the roof. I know, at least here in the Northeast, it was not the day to be on a roof. You're telling me. I got, wow. a, I got a little sunburn to... Wow. What was um, what was the temperature there today in Jacksonville? Um, well, I mean, I don't really know. It, it, yeah, it's it humid though, right? Like it's in the mid to high nineties always to me. Oh my god, that's what we had here today. I think. Well, we had ninety two, but the humidity was way up, and tomorrow it's even supposed to be a, a little bit hotter. But uh, let's talk about you a little bit, Dylan. Uh, let's talk about you and the Voice, and what got you to uh, to being on the Voice, and then we'll take it from there. Um, all right. Well, I'll try and, uh, I mean, I guess not weigh you down with details. I used to play, um, we love details, right? Um, we actually, we were, before we started going on, we were talking about the Mets and, uh, Port yeah. Lucy there. They're like feeder team, but down in Port St. Lucy, uh, they have a club med down there. And my brother, my brother used to work at that club med and I would go and play. Um, and so one of the, one of the sound guys just really liked me. And mm -hmm. one day he just, he texted me and said, Hey man, what's, you know, what's your address, all this stuff. Um, I was like, what? Mm -hmm. I was like, are you trying to steal my identity, man? What's going on? Weird, but all right. Right. And, uh, but he said, no, I'm signing you up for the voice. You have to do it. Uh, <laughs> he told me, he told me to be in Nashville this day and this time. And, I mean, the rest is just. Who was that guy? I mean, there was a guy that was at the club that he had something to do with the voice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't. He just signed me up. He said, you need to go on the voice. His name was uh, Cruiser. We called him Cruiser. Okay. All right. And, uh, oh, and yeah. he, uh, he set he set me up with it and everything. And and then um, and then we just went up to Nashville and I auditioned there at the convention center with thousands of people and. Um, you know, luckily, luckily enough, I was able to make it on. So, so, I mean, but you went up to Nashville with just because he had signed you up and said, okay, you're going to go to the Nashville audition and then we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, actually the day before I was over at, um, um, it's either Elon or Elon university. I don't remember the pronunciation, but I was, I was interviewing for a PA program, a physician's assistant program there. Um, and so like I went up with my parents and just, we got in the car and drove to Nashville and I auditioned the next day. So, I mean, I was going to be kind of up there anyways. Right. right. Uh, so I just went ahead and did it. That's so cool. uh, what was that like going into that environment and auditioning in front of those people? Did you kind of want to just <laughs> choke? <laughs> well, it was, I mean, it was just, it was so nerve wracking every time. And every the the next step was more nerve wracking than the next step than the next step and um, but I mean I went in and I sang a cappella and uh, I sang 
I sang Marin Morris is my church. And uh, I sang that oh, wow. off and then they had me sing another, uh, another song after that. And, um, and then just brought me out to LA. That was my first time in LA. It was really cool, but yeah, just super nerve wracking. Every single you know, day. I, I don't know if I've ever heard a guy sing my church. I, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, I know a lot of people do a lot of different covers, but I don't think I've ever heard a, a male do uh, Marin Morris's My Church. So. Yeah, no, I, uh, I I loved that song back when it came out, and I would play mm -hmm. it live, and just, I think my parents and some other people just said that they really liked my version, so I decided to give it a shot. Put your own spin on it, man. That's mm -hmm. cool. Make it yours, which right. you probably did. And that's the other good thing. I think when the producers see that you can make something yours, put your, your own unique spin on something, that, that gives right. you a little bit of an advantage. It's not like the same old thing over and over again. Right, right. Like, hey, this is Dylan Gerard doing this version of My Church. It's different. It's awesome. But it's the same song. Well, I'd like to think that that maybe helped me get there. So, <laughs> so you went out to the West Coast, and uh, what happened at that point? Um, they uh, they put us in a hotel, and we just uh, we kind of got ourselves ready and auditioned. And uh, mm -hmm. luckily, Adam and uh, Jennifer Hudson turned for me. Um, but I mean, I wasn't. I had some country in my voice, but I wasn't really singing a country song when I auditioned. Mm -hmm. so, and and that's what people say. They're always like, Blake didn't turn for you, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Blake didn't turn for me, but I really wasn't like, I wasn't really that country. But with that being said, he also picks people that aren't necessarily country. But Okay, what, well, what's... trying to blend. Right. What, I think they try to blend. They don't, all, like, Blake doesn't always pick a country person. Oh, I've seen Adam pick country people, so mm -hmm. they have to... And, and what song did you sing? Um, there I sang Say You Won't Let Go by James Arthur. It's just right, kind of valid, right. but it's got some yep. soul to it. Yeah, it definitely does. And uh, then you were up there singing this song. Right. And one chair turns, the other turns. What was that feeling like? I mean, did it, I mean. I mean, I honestly, I had gotten to the point in the song where I was, I was thinking to myself, I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to get a chair turn. I think I'm just going to finish the song and like leave the stage mm -hmm. and then they turn and then it's just a matter of, all right, keep your composure, keep your cool. Don't okay. lose your voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me to picture um, guys getting nervous and having to worry about holding their composure because girls are so emotional. I feel like we cry at the drop of a dime, you know, and we just expect guys to never have to worry about that. And here you're saying you go through that very thing where you have to hold yourself together as excited right. and appreciative as you are. Right. I mean, I'm I'm fairly reserved as a person in my personality. Uh, but so I just kind of compartmentalize a lot of it. But yes, the nerves um, <laughs> insane. I would falling on my face probably <laughs> but i will say i will say the um the most nervous i've ever been was uh doing the national anthem at a jags game a jacksonville jaguars oh, wow. game and that one that one was like i remember being nervous for the voice but like the hours minutes leading up to the national anthem i was just like this yeah. is the most nervous i have ever been 
Yeah, with a stadium full of people looking at you, even though being on television, you've got millions of viewers, but still, you know, being in that stadium and knowing you can actually see most of those bodies sitting in those seats. Right. And what it, and just what it means to a lot of people, yeah. just it ha- it holds a lot of weight. And so it makes it, uh, it made it really nerve wracking. You just don't want to mess it up. And that's the hardest song to sing. Right. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And I don't care how good you are. If you've got some nerves going or something's going on and you know, you're going to screw something up and you screw up one little thing with the national anthem, you right. know, in this day and age with social media, yeah. <laughs> it's like, bam, bam. Yeah. That's what gets put all, all over social media. Not all the good parts, the one. Right. right. Well, I mean, like I was singing it without, uh, I was singing it without music. So I had to make sure I started low enough mm-hmm. that I'd be able to hit the high parts. <laughs> no. Well, you did it though. Yeah, I did it. I did That's it. It's on, uh, it's somewhere. So, oh, I'm sure it's around. I'm sure we could find it if we had to. So let's go. Well, how, go ahead. How long were you in LA for, for the voice? What's that process? Um, you know, we, we've heard about folks that kind of finished out that whole program, but right. never really heard about the beginning part and, how long they keep you there for each segment. Right. Um, so it, it's a little different based on teams and just kind of their scheduling. Um, but I mean, we, we probably had, uh, somewhere around a hundred people that they were, that were going to get whittled down to the final, I guess, 48 maybe is what you, you get four teams of 12. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you're sitting there in the hotel long enough for the band to uh, learn a hundred songs, practice them multiple times with each person. Um, so, I mean, we were there for we were there for a couple weeks just getting wow. ready. But at the same time, you do sit there and you practice. If you're in a hotel for a couple weeks practicing, like you run over your song so many times mm-hmm. by the time it comes up you're just ready to sing it and get it over with yeah <laughs> what was it like to be working with adam um it was really cool uh he is very down to earth i mean the same guy that you see on camera sure. off camera it's yeah and um and so when we first started working with him he had joe jonas with him um oh wow so, okay yeah, just walking into that room and seeing both those guys sitting there and then just, you know, just singing with them and talking with them and getting compliments and 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 critiques and just learning stuff. It was it was re- really great experience. It was really cool. And you know, it was really just cool to see the the behind the scenes and how it all, oh, I how it all comes together. I love that stuff behind the scenes, but yeah. uh, I imagine once you know you go in there, you, you feel kind of intimidated, and your nerves are you're oh, like, oh sure. my gosh, you know. But then once they start talking, and, and th- you know, common things come out between all of you, and right. and it's just like, hey, dude, all right. And uh, is that how it pretty much goes? I mean, just kind of makes yeah, it no, it, it 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 does it um because he is, I mean, because he is so down to earth. There is like this air of comfortability there. And so, um, you know, he did kind of put you at ease and, and I mean, I was there with, uh, the guy that I was battling against, um, Mm -hmm. and like he and I were friends. So, I mean, it really just kind of felt like a hangout. Like we were just hanging out and singing songs and stuff. But, um, 
it was good. And then the next round, uh, Kelly Clarkson was the mentor. Um, and that was the year before she took over, um, and, yeah. 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 and came on. But, uh, she actually, she was one of the people that kind of put it in my head to go a little more that country route. Cause I was singing my song and she, they came up afterwards and were talking about it with me. And she was just like, you have this, and she probably wouldn't remember saying it at all at this point, <laughs> but, uh, she was just like, you have this uh, really great voice for country, um, this nice baritone that just kind of cuts through the music. Um, and that was, I mean, I've, I've always loved country and I've always loved um, kind of indie country and stuff like that. And, uh, and so it was really cool to hear that. Um, and then I guess looking back on it now and seeing where I've gone and, and the different co-writes that I've done in Nashville with people and um, I guess the music that I've, I've made, I'm just, I'm really excited about it. It's uh, been a fun experience. So you're doing country now. You've got a song on country radio. I do. I do. Um, did you think you'd be doing country back? Um, or did this all like come to uh this decision was made, you know, as to how you, you did on the voice and where, you know, kind of realized where you really fit, so to speak with, you know, your baritone voice. Well, I mean, I really just kind of think that I've always had aspects of country in my music. Um, I mean, a band out of high school, we were playing stuff that, um, that had banjos and, and mandolins and well, there you go you know, harmonicas and all that kind of stuff. We really loved that, that organic sound. Um, so, I mean, I've always loved it. And I grew up listening to, to, you know, Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, sure. okay. Eagles, Leonard Skinner, just, oh yeah. you know, Southern rock, classic country, soul. Um, and so I think it just, more than anything, it just took me a while to find my way to where I feel like I now belong. Right. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been, it's been a journey and, uh, but I really, I mean, I like the stuff now. I'm, I'm proud of it. I, uh, I really love simple things and I'm excited. To, oh, yeah. I was going to, that, that was going to be my next question. Tell us a little okay. bit about the single that, uh, I know RJ is watching this as well. I see his little comedy says hello to, to you and all of us. And, um, I hey, told man. RJ I was going to be off this week. So before I left, I added, the song to the Wolf Radio Station here in Syracuse last last Thursday when that we had to submit our charts, so it's in. It's doing really well. But tell us a little bit about um, about Simple Things. So Simple Things is uh, it's kind of like my my nostalgic roots song, um, and just about all those people and the moments and the things that are just priceless um, because. When I was doing the co-write, we, we came in and we were just kind of talking about life and it, we just kind of came to this idea of, you know, it's just so easy to get caught up in the hustle and the bustle and, and, you know, chasing wealth and success and, but you just, you don't really sit back and think a lot of the time about all those simple things in life that mean the most to you that really don't cost anything. Um, and for and for me that's just kind of it's just 
running around in the yard with my brother when we were younger playing army and stuff like that and uh and doing puzzles with my granny and um, the only one that did those things right and just i mean and that's the that's the beauty of it to me is that you know a lot of the a lot of the what i call the simple things are simple things for like everybody um you know some facet of the small stuff that makes us happiest um you know is universal everybody has those and a lot of times they're the same things for a lot of people and um and so yeah it's just we we wrote that song out and um it was it was actually a, it was my second co-write in nashville and before then i really just kind of wrote songs on my own and um second co-write and the first like full song we got and so it's really cool to me that that uh that that's what came out of it and and it's gone this far and now it's the first single and it uh yeah it's probably one of the songs that means the most to me that's cool you talk about a co-write who else who else was on it with you um alex dooley okay alex dooley right. was on it with me and uh, you guys hooked up in nashville to do the right Right. And where would you go to write? Um, the, so I'm signed with, I'm signed with a label SSM, uh, in yeah. Nashville and, yep. um, and they just have a back room there at the label. And we just kind of, uh, Alex, Alex came there for that one, but I mean, he, uh, he works with banner music, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, his, that's his publishing company or that he works with. And, so I mean, I'll go over there sometimes and write with him. We have a we have a, a handful of songs that we've done together. So. Very nice. Do you prefer to write co-write, or do you prefer to be by yourself? Before oh. co-writes, I would have said by myself, but at this point, mm -hmm. uh, it's really it's it's fun and easy at the same time to lean on someone else mm -hmm. um, and just get. I mean, you have these ideas going in your head when you're writing a song. Um, you know, it's like putting a puzzle together or something like that. But then the other person, they have their own ideas. Mm -hmm. And so you throw them together, you see what both of you like. And um, it really, uh, to me, just gives you gives you a better product. And, How long ago did you write this? Um, this one, I feel like we've had this one in the can for... A year and a half, maybe two years. That's not uncommon. I mean, you know, you do yeah. so many rights and co-writes. You kind of put the songs over right. to the side and you just keep writing. And then eventually you got to decide, okay, which one are we going to do? And right. uh, we're going to send out to radio and with the help of SSM, of course. So, right. which is Well, and I mean, I guess really kind of like it, the song would have come out at the beginning of the year, but, uh, but Corona happened and, <laughs> and everybody <laughs> right felt it for a moment. But yeah. I mean, with that being said, I think that it, this is a really good time for something like this, or at least that's what I'm told. I don't want to like toot my no, own. I, you know, I think it is. And, and simple things is a song. Obviously you're the co-write on that. It's your song and it's about those simple things in life. And I think right. people need to think about those things. So I have to totally agree with you that this is the time to get that song out. Right. Um, I think 
you know, there's other songs out there and people are tired of certain messages. This is a good message. People want to think and feel good. And what you're doing is doing exactly that. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks. Thank you. I'm glad it's coming through then. Yeah, no, it is. From a radio programmer's uh, point of view, and Deb is uh, very passionate and uh, dedicated to the country music as well. And we talk a lot about music and um, it's just you know, I, I like to hear what she has to say about certain songs, and she does the same with me because sometimes we're a little bit opposite, but uh, it all it all comes out. Good. It all comes together, yeah. yeah. Great. That's that, that's where you, like your co-write comes in is yeah. you have the opinions of other people, and you kind of gain that respect of somebody else's point of view. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know, I have to ask you that uh, this whole COVID thing. You know, I mean. Well, second week in March, everything pretty much shut down, give or take a few days probably. But right. all I know is I was just coming back from Florida. We we go to spring training every year, and I think we just got back. And then I was told I had a quarantine at home, and right. then everything shut down. So, But we're all good here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how has quarantine, um, how have you handled it? I mean, here's a guy, you depend on your gigs. I know you do have another gig, though, correct? Are you a medical assistant or a PA or? Um, I I was I used to be a CNA at a hospital. Oh, okay, um, okay. And so I was just a nurse's assistant. There and, you go. Yeah. And I was working toward like a physician's assistant program, but mm-hmm. I I haven't done that in probably a year, year and a half. Um, yeah, I just got to a point where I was able to play music full time, and so I was doing it. Um, yeah, and it's what you love. So yeah, not absolutely. Well, I mean, I got to a point where I was like, I can, I can make, I can make my whole day of uh, working at the hospital in about you know two to three hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So why not do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I and then just use the extra time to hone the craft and do a little more stuff to further the music career. But yeah, I, I was going to ask you what you've done with that time, and obviously, you like a lot of other new and independent artists, even well-established artists, they've kind of worked on a few things with their career, or maybe tweaked yeah. a few things, or maybe just took a little time to themselves to do a little bit of writing, or maybe they put the pen and paper down all together and just kind of. You know, went outside for a walk, if you know what I mean, just to break. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, for honestly, for for the first little bit, it was it was kind of a blessing. I mean, you you sit there and you play so often, you kind of get a little burnt out in some aspects. Oh, sure. Um, and so, like, it was really nice in the beginning to just kind of sit around and recharge and work on some hobbies and stuff that I enjoy. Um, but then it gets to a point where it's like, all right, I got to, I, I need income. I need to start doing something. Just a little bit would be helpful, right? Right. right. <laughs> I know. Um, I know it's tough. But no. I will also say that, um, looping back to simple things, mm-hmm. that it does, it, it did give me time to like reconnect with, um, I don't know, just kind of like hanging out with your family and, and right, doing right. some of the, doing some of the smaller stuff that, that just kind of means the most. Um, and then, uh, I got into, I got into woodworking. Uh, oh, cool. So you I just, all um, your fingers, you didn't, didn't, you got, yeah. in, oh, okay, good, good. I, I mean, mean, got, fingers. 
They've got some nicks and stuff. It's probably, I think it's a camera angle. Let's just call it the camera angle. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, they've got some nicks and stuff on them, but uh, I still have them all. So what are you doing with the woodworking? Are you doing like furniture or are you just? Um, well, actually the. Uh, I don't know. The table that my laptop is on, I built this table. Oh, uh, nice. And then, you know, just like little things. Mm -hmm. Uh like I was, I just did some like repair work on my sister's roof today. Um, and just making like cutting boards and I made coasters for, uh, for you guys for radio. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And, oh, very nice. And just yeah. kind of just like little things. Uh, like today, Deb. Yeah. I might steal one of those. How many you got there? I got two. Oh, okay. Yeah. One, but you can't take the other one. I love yeah. it. Actually, they're cool. You made you made these? I did. Oh, I you? made them. I uh, just kind of I got some scrap wood and I just kind of put it all together yeah. and just kind of planed it out and then uh, nice. did like a little wood burning on it. Yeah, I like that. That's how my um. You can't see it here, but uh, if and when you get to come through on a radio tour, what we call a radio tour, when the artists visit the radio stations and introduce themselves to everybody, we'll already have known each other. But uh, you come over, you do the, uh, the the podcast with Deb and I. My table in the middle, it says Skip Happens Podcast. It's burned uh, into the table. So uh, mm -hmm. a buddy of mine does probably like what you do. He He's taken up woodworking and he built right. a table and it's absolutely gorgeous. So oh, nice. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I... I really enjoy it. It's uh, it's mm -hmm. something that, you know that I'm learning. Of course, I'm not great, but uh, hey, you know what? It's something to do mm -hmm. and something else to to fall back on if and when things happen, if they should right. ever happen again. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, the most important thing is you're doing really well with your music. You've got a song on the radio now, and um, to me, that's. That's like my wife's going to get mad at me because I, I say this all the time and I, I know she's upstairs listening, but that's really, really cool. <laughs> well, that's, okay. too much. that's the first time you said it tonight. I see Deb keeps track too. Well, really, really cool a lot. He does. <laughs> and I kind of noticed it, but I didn't really pay total attention to it. And one of I the correct. artists said, you say that a lot, a lot, a lot. And all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? I am going to keep track. And what did you, like in six minutes, said it six times or something. <laughs> I went through a phase I went through a phase where I would say, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I would do that a lot. And then people would just be like, why? Come on, man. You I used to always say, like, cool beans. That's yeah, cool beans. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, what? But, well, no, well, you know, everybody has a crutch. You know, being in radio, I mean, we have our crutches. You don't even realize you say it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, afterwards, my wife Nance would be like, honey, you know, uh, you said really, really cool about eight times in the matter of, you know, eight minutes or like Deb just said. in the matter of right. well, Now we're conscious. We all are. Well, it's just like when you're learning. Well, I took theater classes when I was younger. And one of the things that I was critiqued on was when you're presenting or when you're up there and you don't know what to say, don't say, um, um. Right. Mm, like don't do it just either be silent or say what you have to say so i'm always um, conscious of um we're here with dylan gerard um yeah. and uh he's well, actually uh, and, um my uh my dad was the or is i guess the yes. director at our high school our, uh our theater director oh. so grew up 
I grew up doing plays and stuff. I like was going to bring that up. Yeah? Oh, were you? Yes, yes, and that was good. that was a good lead into that. But you brought it up. That's yeah. yeah. I was Let's call that, that a nice segue, a planned segue. Yeah, planned, but not really planned. There you so go. That, that all worked out well. All right, so you got a song on the radio. We're doing really well. It's still in Gerard it, from The Voice, season thirteen, and um, you know, I just what can I just being being on that stage. And everything that goes on that we don't see on TV. See, those are the things that amaze me. I could just sit and watch a production from backstage. Even when I go to a theater production, you know, the 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 production, the show is one thing. Right. I'm watching what's going on everywhere else. The right. lights and the curtains and who's doing what. And I'm waving my arms around like I'm Italian and I'm not. But it, um, <laughs> Deb should be waving her hands. But uh Yes, there you go. But uh, those are the things that amazed me. Was that really like being backstage and watching all that? What what was that production like? Um, and I mean it it was it was crazy uh, because uh, I don't really know how much I can give away. But it was on like it was on a sound stage, right? And I've never been on a sound stage before, and they are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so that whole thing is inside the sound stage right. and it's not even inside the whole sound stage since I like half the house, the sound stage. Um, like that's how big it was. Uh, but just even down to like doors that open by themselves, mm-hmm. um, that look like they're, I don't know, just mechanical or something. There's a guy sitting there like pulling a rope <laughs> and opening it. <laughs> um, but just like some of that, just some of that kind of like movie magic stuff. And that's what it is. It's magic. And it's all theater of the mind, which makes it come out. You know, I remember seeing you walk out on that stage in the blind. uh, I mean, watching your video of the blind audition and um, just the watch, you know, not only watching you, but watching everything around you, which, you know, I just like doing that. So, well, and like when we went to practice on the stage, uh, just the scale of it is really cool. Just walking out there, all the lights, all the LED screens, and then you've got the band over there set up. And mm-hmm. um, it really is, it was just, it was really cool to see it all. Because I mean, before then, I had just been on, you know, high school and community right. college right. stages right. Um, where you just have like your little rack lights up there and stuff like that, <laughs> and your backdrops that you pull yeah. up and yeah. down. Um, so, I mean, it was just a whole nother scale. As, um, you know, this, the whole experience of being on the voice and now you've got a single on the radio, but, um, how has that whole experience set you up for what you're doing right now for today? Has that really helped you a lot being on the voice? People now know who you are, your hometown, the radio stations. How does all that work? Right. Well, I mean, I didn't really do a lot of singing today, uh, but yeah, usually, usually, uh, I mean, it's for for me, it's just kind of just a lot of preparation because uh, I'll do stuff that's that's smaller than anything I've done before. But um, you know, you still use a lot of that stuff that you pick up, mm-hmm. and and then you know, going and playing it something like CRS, uh, in Nashville, 
um, and just getting back up on the stage or playing a show at a venue with a bunch of people and you have to entertain them instead of just going through the motions. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a lot of stuff that just kind of picked up and it's just kind of like your little tool bag and you just pull stuff out whenever you need it. But with that being said, I also, I mean, I could, I could, I could do some learning still. Well, you're doing very well. I don't know, Deb. I don't know. We went into the SSM SSM suite, right? Um, were you in there? Yep. Maybe, well, we didn't even obviously we didn't know each other at that point in time. But, right. Uh, no, so I uh, I played uh, I played in there, um, and then I think that was the same night that like Ashley Barron. You'll have her on later yeah, on this week. Coming up this week. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she played in there and. Um, yeah, we uh Wow, that's cool. That's cool. And that was a great suite to go in. We knew we could get a beer or we could get coffee and we could right. listen to some great music. So mm -hmm. that was right. That was, I'm gonna say I was gonna go that was pretty pretty. So pretty do you go was this your past was that your first CRS? I had gone I had gone before, so this was my second CRS. Right. But okay. the first CRS I think I had only been signed with SSM for a couple of months. Right. So I didn't really have much to show for uh, mm -hmm. being there, but that one was more of just kind of like, this is the experience. Mm -hmm. and this is what you have to look forward to next year or like this past, uh, what was it? February? Yeah. Yeah. It was February. Yeah. Gosh, I haven't heard anything about this year yet. Have we? No, I mean, I haven't, but no, oh. I think things are going to be up in the air for a little while. Yeah. But no, I mean, I was I was really looking forward to CMA Fest and just kind of seeing what that was going to be like. There you go, Deb. I know. Did do you traditionally go to CMA Fest as? Well, this would have been my second one, so I went the I went the first time around, um, and yeah, I mean, it was really cool. It was really. Did cool you perform, or were you there as a fan? Uh, no, I was there as an artist uh, with SSM, and did a little signing here and there, and and just talking and. Uh, shaking hands, hugging babies. Yeah. yeah. Dylan, ask, ask Deb how many times she's been to uh, to the fest. Hey, Deb, I had a question real quick. How many times <laughs> have you been to CMA Fest? Well, right now we're at 21 years in a row. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, do, you have a, do you have a favorite CMA Fest that you went well, to? Well, way back when it was fanfare. Right. When it first was coming out, it was fanfare. And we used to go, our kids were little. And we'd play catch with them. There wasn't any big assigned seating. It was at the fairgrounds. Those were our, my kids got in the country weekly magazine because, you know, they had, they're playing football in the field and the artists are performing and, but right. we used to do crazy things. Oh my God. Friends of mine, uh, Paula, who I think is logged on. We used to like line up at, you know, her and her husband would be lined up at three, four o'clock in the morning trying to go catch a, like a Garth Brooks signing or something. And, and we'd go six o'clock in the morning and stand in line. We'd sleep overnight on the street to get tickets. For the she next was that day. person. I was that person. <laughs> totally we, that person. We need those people. Oh, yes, uh, I, it's amazing how, how much I've come around though, but I wouldn't trade in those experiences for anything. They were the best. They were the best. I mean, I love CMA Fest now. It's just a totally different experience. Right. But those days were just so. Awesome. See now, so the Deb, is, uh, 
Deb is working on the other side of it now with me. So it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. But that's that, that's a true fan and she's passionate and dedicated. And even at the, the CMA Awards in the past, I'd be sitting here in the in the queues on my couch watching the awards. And there's Deb as a seat filler. I, go, I know her. <laughs> you see her out, you know, doing all the crazy stuff. So, well, yeah, we, we've had a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. So. But now, now she's on the other side of it, and she's got a great organization with the uh, the official country music fan club, and we've kind of put our put put everything together. Me with the radio thing, and we're working a lot with her organization, and we get to talk to great artists like you. And wow. it's yeah, I know I'm talking a lot, but that's nothing new for me. But um, <laughs> we really put the emphasis. Uh, it's great to talk to some of the well-established artists. We took time with Martina here a few weeks ago. We had Pam Tillis on. We've had some of the other artists on with us. But really, we love chatting with people like you that are new, that you're up and coming. Um, you've got a mountain to climb. Mm -hmm. You know what? It doesn't happen overnight. And just keep plugging away and uh, talk to the radio people and do these podcasts and just get yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a, uh, that's what I've kind of been telling myself, uh, throughout this is just, man, you're in the trenches, just, mm -hmm. just keep putting one foot in front of the other and, uh, don't, don't necessarily worry about, uh, where you want to be, mm -hmm. worry about getting there, you know, uh, and just so, worry about yourself, not everybody else. Right. right. And then that is the other thing, just kind of having to put put on blinders sometimes. Cause I mean, there are people that like I went that I was on the voice with that are doing really cool stuff right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then there are just some other people that, you know, I follow and I just look at it and I'm like, man, it'd be really cool to be doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, I mean, you just gotta, you just gotta say, Hey, it all happens in time and, you know, and just put in the work and, and hope for the best. Well, everybody works at their own pace and you all have different specialties you'll end up right. getting involved with. So yeah. all of a sudden. Well, I actually have a, I have a guy that was on The Voice, uh, Gary Carpentier. He, uh, okay. He's up there in that Syracuse area. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Hmm. Have you been in the Northeast at all? Have you, have you been up through this uh, neck of the woods, so to speak? I mean, I've gone on like family trips and vacations and stuff like that. Uh, I think the furthest north I've gotten um, was Concord, Massachusetts, New Hampshire. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, New yeah. Hampshire. Um, and then, um, and then, uh, I mean, we did like Boston and stuff sure. like that, in New York, and oh, yeah. um, I got up to uh, on Ottawa. Ontario. Uh, oh yeah, that's beautiful. I've got, a, I've got a cousin that lives up there, and uh, oh wow, north. So I guess that's really kind of like the furthest north I've gotten in uh, North America, at least. We can't go there right now. Right, right. <laughs> we but, uh, can't go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> Once you start that radio tour, you'll see a lot of sights. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I haven't been into like, uh, like into the state of New York very much. And so like, I'm really, that's one of the things that I'm excited about is to, is to get on a radio tour to play shows and just kind of 
see a little more yeah. of the country. And, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And once you get out there, once all this is over with, and you know, it couldn't happen soon enough, seriously, that, um, you know, we just want everybody to be safe right now, but to, yeah. to get you out there and, and get you, you know, hitting the radio stations on that radio tour right. and take advantage of, you know, what you can. Yeah, no, cause I mean, whenever we can, we'd, we'd love to get up there and play for you guys and, and do some kind of a show or something. Do you play with a, uh, you got a regular bunch of guys when you, you do get together and, and play, do you have um, a regular band or is it just, you pull people together or. When I'm, when I'm down here in, uh, in Florida, I have, uh, I have guys that I play with a pretty good amount that played mm -hmm. with them since high school. Um, That's cool. but they're all like married with kids and stuff. And so, uh, it's hard to really do anything, um, outside of Jacksonville. So then when right. you do that, you know, I just kind of have to get musicians to play with me that I've uh, played with before and just kind of know the music and have a good rapport with. Um, so that's that's kind of where going outside of Florida, uh, that's how yeah. we put it all together there. How, how often do you get up to Nashville? Um, I would say probably about once a month, once every other month. Uh it slowed down since of since Corona, but right, you know, right. either for rights or you know a radio visit here and there, or just kind of uh, putting music together. Um, yeah, I mean, just every trip's a little different, but uh, yeah, just kind of waiting for it to mm, make sense yeah, to get up there. I hear you, brother. You know, we'd love to have you in the studio in person. Uh, you know, here we're doing it this way, maybe. And I've mentioned this a million times as well. And I know Deb knows what I'm going to say. I, I'll bet mm. that, um, because it's the same that with this, with Corona or the COVID-19, we have learned to do things differently. Right. Maybe even a little bit better. I mean, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right here right now. If it wasn't for, you know, this, this COVID-19. Uh, right. just a whole new way of doing things. But then there's also that scary side of things where are they going to want you to do this all the time and save a few yeah. bucks? I mean, whether we're doing this with you as an artist or these people that are now working from home and the big companies are going, you know what, we're getting the same amount of work done or whatever. And it's, we don't, it's going to be a lot cheaper to do it this way. We don't have to rent office space or we don't have, you know, I mean, it's yeah. just, it's kind of crazy, but there's, yeah, a, I mean, good, there's a bad. It's, it's interesting. Um, for sure. Not, and I think, I think like you said, there are, there's the good and the bad with it. Uh, okay. but I think that for the most part, we all just kind of crave to be around each other and, and to interact. Yeah. Well, we're not allowed to go to Florida. Right. Or if we go and visit, we have to um, quarantine for. Yeah, free. you got to quarantine when you Back. get. And, and how is that down there? Anyways, we're hearing that Florida is their numbers are through the roof, and they're breaking like records every day as to the amount of people that have been testing positive or the amount of people that have died. It's just it's scary when you hear all those numbers. But then we talk to people like you, and everything looks great. So right. Well, well, I mean, and that's where. I'm a little different because, uh, for the most part, you know, I just kind of stay inside or, mm -hmm. and then I'll go over to where my, uh, I call it the shop where my shop is, where I, uh, work on stuff, um, like woodworking and things like that. And so like, I don't really have a ton of, 
um, you know, person to person interaction with strangers. Right. Right. Um, eat a lot of frozen pizzas and, and mm -hmm. cheeseburgers and stuff. Nothing wrong with that. Get the cauliflower. Yeah. So I don't, uh, I don't really have to worry too much about just kind of being out in it. But then there are people that like aren't in my position and they have to continue to go and work and either be a bartender or a server or some mm -hmm. kind of something like that, where you do have a lot of uh, changing of hands with right. everything and you're just out in the middle of it. So, I mean, and not, I mean, now like you add going back to school into the mix. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, all it can our, get crazy. It can get wild. Yeah. All of our schools have been given the, uh, the green light to open up all those that have submitted plans to the governor. There's like 107 that have not districts in New York state, but uh, everybody that has, they've gotten the green light to open up. So it's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out and whether or not, the, how are the teachers going to, handle it you know i mean we're getting yeah. a little bit off topic here but still right. wonder uh you know they want to be safe they don't want to bring stuff home and spread yeah. it you know so yeah it's crazy but back to your music enough about that <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah, what's your website dylan it's just dylan gerard music so it's my first last name dylan gerard music.com um okay. and it's got it's got links to all my social uh medias there instagram twitter facebook cool. youtube spotify pretty, are you pretty active on social media if somebody gets a hold of you and uh, um I'm, you pretty, know. I'm pretty active uh as far as like keeping up with whether or not if somebody's like writing to me or something like that yeah, but yeah. Uh, when it comes to posting there are just so many times in my life where I'll have something ready to post and I'm like, nobody really cares about this. <laughs> it is oh, just it like, depends. it all depends. Yeah. It's just like your little like mundane things that you do in life or like, mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes honestly there are days where, especially because of Corona now where I really like, I'll just go and work on something on my own and mm -hmm. I'll either lose track of time or I just don't feel like there's anything worth posting about. Um, yeah. so, I mean, when, uh, I know when simple things starts to release, uh, digitally and stuff like that. And now that it's on radio, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've, I've got some stuff that we're going to be doing on our social medias, but, um, you know, before then, I, I, I always just say that I'm not great at social media, but Hey, I'm working on it. I'm trying I to hear you. I I'm the same way. I'm not great at it, but I'm working on it. But I have a nice little team of people that help me out, so that's great. That, that is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And I've got I've got a good team with SSM, and uh, and they know a lot more than I do, and so I just kind of lean on them. That's why they're there, and that leads me into another question: the your team at SSM. We have artists that do all this by themselves. Then we have artists right. like you that get a group like SSM. How important is it for an independent artist such as yourself to have a team like that as opposed to doing it by yourself? Right. I have a, I have a pretty good amount of people that'll ask me about SSM and I just really have to say the same thing to them every time. It's just kind of like, I, I do not have the connections that SSM has and I could not do it on my own. I don't have that personality. I don't have mm -hmm. like, I just, uh, I, 
I need SSM to to help. I guess kind of like help me develop, put me in touch with sure. co-writes and mm -hmm. and um, and radio and just all those different things. And so I'm very grateful for them. They do a great job, and yes. um, you know I know I I couldn't I couldn't do it without them. I definitely wouldn't be here without them. Um, so. So, I mean, they help develop you, as you mentioned, um, point you in the right direction. They can even help you with the social media that we were just talking right. about. And the reason I'm saying all this is we have a lot of newer artists that are listening and people are like, you know, how does all this work? Or why should I get a team like that? Why should I go and invest thousands of dollars to get somebody to do this for me? Well, it's all worth it because these people are going to point you in the right direction and help not only do that, but help develop you. Right. Into an artist, into a yeah. darn good artist. So, yeah, because I mean, really, it's 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 so easy now to be an independent artist. And so because of that, there are so many artists and so many people just kind of like bottlenecking into, um, you know, media. And oh, yeah. uh, so, I mean, it's. It's definitely, I think it's, I think it's really hard to be an independent artist. And there are people that, there are people that succeed and do it really well. Um, but there are also, there are so many people that I just think sometimes um, have so much talent and so much ability, but they'll, they'll never, they'll never get there because they kind of give up because it's so overwhelming um, to try and do it on your own. And, I honestly like that that would that would have been me like before the voice I was just kind of I had given up on music and I was just like I'll play it here and there just mm -hmm. to have fun with friends um, but uh, then I did the voice and it just kind of opened doors and um, and yeah and then SSM came along and they were they were a godsend and so and they're good they're awesome you know, yeah. I, I get to work with them quite often, them and some of the other, um, you know, management promotional right. marketing companies. And uh, there's a lot of good ones out there. And you you definitely have a good one. So well, hey, good. Thanks. Cool. And uh, I love the people that RJ, who uh, I talk to all the time. Uh, mm -hmm. You've got some really good people behind you and really pushing your product, which is your music and your song to radio. Simple, right. simple things. So. That's good. Dylan, you're awesome, man. It's been hey, a great thanks. conversation. You, are too. It's yeah, you know, it's pretty laid back and that's what we do. We just come on and we chit chat and find out about you and, uh, you know, anybody can listen to this anytime, anywhere, anywhere that they get their podcast, they can hear the audio or they can check it out right here on Facebook or YouTube. And, uh, it's pretty cool. So, and also being on the voice, man, I tell you, that's right there. Like you said, that opens up so many doors, right? That's a good indication that you're somebody that you are good. If you even, you know, just to make it to that level, you know, there's th thousands that don't. Right. That did. So don't, you know, just. Well, and the, I have to, I have to tell myself every once in a while that, uh, that, you know, I was good enough to be there. So, you know, hopefully I'm good enough to be here. You right. are. Let me ask you one question. Another one. Yes. <laughs> um, if you weren't doing music, what do you think you would be doing? Oh man, I don't, I don't really know right now. Um, because I mean, I was trying to go in that medical route. Um, a lot of schooling though. Deb's got a, uh, family member that's, uh, become a doctor. 
So yeah. we know that there, there's a lot of schooling to that. Yeah, there, there is. And, uh, and that's, that's one of the things that, I mean, I think I kind of, I got a little burnout on it doing the nurse's assistant stuff. Like there were some days that you would meet people and it would be so great and you just really felt fulfilled. Mm-hmm. But then there were other times where it was just, it was really rough. And, um, and so I think that, that path, that would have been, that would have been tough. But, um, I mean, I've always loved the stuff that I always loved doing or mm-hmm. the arts, whether it's painting, drawing, um, now like woodworking, I kind of feel like that's like in carpentry. I, fe- I feel like that's kind of like, arts. um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like an art, uh, craft. And, and so I've always loved doing that stuff, music. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of the arts are hard to make money in. Um, and, uh, <laughs> oh, don't we know that? Yeah. But, and that's <laughs> when, that's when I look at things like carpentry and woodworking and, you know, welding and like all those kind of hands-on jobs, um, mm-hmm. and things that I, I enjoy doing. Um, cool. so I think that's probably something, something along the lines of like yeah. what I'm doing right now. That's awesome. Dylan, uh, it's been great chatting with you tonight. And, thank uh, thank you. you guys too. You know, on your website, DylanGerardMusic.com, I would assume, do you have merchandise on there? And uh, um, I don't. We're in the process of uh, retooling some merch uh, for the, the album coming out, the single, stuff like that. But I will say, uh, just kind of keep an eye on it. And okay. uh, when we get stuff, we'll put it out there. That's cool. What about the album date? Do you have any idea when you're going to be able to uh, release the album? uh we're talking about that now um i mean it was it was going to be a summer album but just with everything going on and not really being able to play the album and Mm -hmm. go out and do a a lot with it we're just kind of holding on to it right now we uh just kind of buttoning it up Mm -hmm. and i don't really just trying to figure out when we want to put it out there gotcha man well, Dylan Gerard, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. It, it, great, great conversation, and uh, to get to know you a little bit. And I hope we get yeah. to uh, meet in person for sure. Uh, yeah, so I'd love to get up there. Yeah, we'd love to get down there. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. We'll plan to come visit you around February, March. Yeah. Right. You yes. can come visit us around June, July. Yeah, no, that's fine. That would, be, that would be perfect. We can get out of the cold and the snow and. Uh, hang out in Jacksonville and uh, you can come up here when that we get a beautiful summer. It's Mm -hmm. summer. Actually, when you think about it, this is probably one of the nicest summers weather wise we've ever had that I can remember, Mm -hmm. but we can't do anything. So (laughs) didn't didn't Isaias didn't. uh... Oh, we got one day of rain. Was it? Okay. Yeah, it, well, we're in upstate New York, so we got the rain. We didn't get the wind. We got one day of rain, but the southern tier down near New York City, yeah. I want to say Poughkeepsie, maybe out on the island. Um, mm-hmm. Deb knows more about the island than I do. Uh, she's from Long Island, but um, okay, they got a lot of wind um, and a lot of rain, and that's why when you watch some of these national morning shows, they some of these people still don't have power, and they're doing it from their homes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I just I saw like the flooding and stuff that was going on, kind yeah. of 
post, but yeah, we're, um, all we got, we got some rain. We might've gotten a couple of inches of rain in a day, but for us, it, it drained off pretty quickly and we didn't have any issues with the wind, not here in upstate. So, Hey, Deb, is this, is this a common debate, the whole, uh, in or on Long Island? You know, it's funny you say that, but yeah, a lot of people say, I say on Long Island. Okay. I, I say in? Island, but a lot of people will say in Long Island, but it should be on Long Island. I do miss the beaches. That is the one thing. I uh, what? What's that? You are you laughing at me? I, I was laughing. Did I say in? I don't know. Did you say in? I wasn't, I'm going to have to go back. Well, and look, I'm just you. You said you were from Long Island area, and so I just thought. I mean, I've heard that debate every once in a while, but I just wanted to know where you fell. Oh, I'm on. You're I'm on. on. Okay. But it's funny, but I've, n I've learned how to say Long Island now, where it used to be like Long Island. You, you know, did it, that terrible accent. I when I still have a little bit of an accent, but I've had the dwindle. Long Island. I was are, you, uh, are you an Islanders fan? No, you know what? I never really got into hockey until my son worked for the NHL for a few years. Then I started really getting into hockey. So... Well, hey, they they beat the Florida Panthers, so oh. they're uh, they're moving on. They're moving on. I haven't yeah, watched hockey yet since the season started, but I do enjoy it now. And now you can watch hockey. You can mm -hmm. watch baseball. You've mm -hmm. got the NBA. You've got right. all the different sports you can watch. We have an overload of sports right now, and, and we've had none for so long. Right, and now with the NBA, what they're doing with virtual fans, I don't know if you've seen that. That is the right. coolest thing I have ever, ever seen. And they're like high-fiving each other just by right. doing that. Oh. It, it's so awesome. I so didn't catch awesome. that. Yeah, but the NBA is doing that. Now with baseball, they got cardboard cutouts. Right, uh, right. Fans. And right. I forgot what team I was watching. Uh might have been over the weekend, but they have a cutout of, remember Weekend at Bernie's or that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the sunglasses. Yeah, and yeah. he's sitting behind home play. <laughs> Which is yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That was good. All right, Dylan Gerard, you're awesome, my friend. Uh, we want uh, our viewers and our listeners to check you out uh, online. Mm -hmm. Go to DylanGerardMusic.com and uh, listen to the music. Watch for the album. We'll keep you posted. You can hear the song Simple Things on the Wolf in Syracuse. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just an honor to meet you, an honor to talk to you. Well, thank uh, you, guys. Yeah. You guys. What about you and the voice and just being there, man, and how that opened so many doors for you. Just really, you. really cool. Enjoy life, dude. Wear your mask. Mask right. it. If you, if you go out, mask it. Yeah, I do that in the Germix. There you go. Yeah. My hands are like raw. Uh, keep your fingers crossed that we get to see you in February. Yeah, no, I'd love to do that. Love All you. right. Dylan, don't go anywhere, but we're going to say goodbye to our to our viewers right now. And thank okay. you for checking out Skip Happens along with Deb Lamphere, the official country music fan club. Make sure you check us out online at skiphappens.com. Also on YouTube and Deb, your Facebook, and everything. Facebook page right now at the Country Music Fan Club. Yep. And uh, you have a website. Uh, my website is the official country music fan club.com, but we're revamping that a little bit. So our up to date information, we're funneling through Facebook at the moment. Awesome. Make sure you check yeah. it out. Make sure you like us on YouTube as well. Skip happens. Dylan, stay right there. Thanks for watching, everybody. Take care. Have a good